Corey Gibson is the new head coach of the Austin P men's basketball team. He is also a former player and assistant coach for the Govs. He stops by to talk about what it feels like to come back to Austin P and how he's building a team based on servanthood, brotherhood, and unconditional love. Clarksville's conversation is powered by FNM Bank. Ryan, I've been excited to get Coach in here to talk to him because a lot of people I don't really think know the history that he has, and I think this is a wonderful opportunity for people to get to know him in this community. Well, yeah, because they say you can't go home again. Right? But Coach Gibson is proof you can you go, can home, go again. home again. Welcome, Coach. Hey, thank you so much. This is really full circle for me to be back in Clarksville, Tennessee. So now, what years did you play here? So I played here from 02 to 04. Okay. And let me tell you, before I came here, my father made me narrow down all my choices yeah. to colleges and universities that had former players on the staff. So I had to ask everybody out if they didn't have a former player on the staff. And Austin P was one of the schools that had former players on the staff. Mm-hmm. That, why did your father do that? That's interesting. He knew something. You know, yeah. my, my father's a very wise man. Uh-huh. And he told me, he said, if you go play somewhere and they don't have a former player on the staff. He said, don't look forward to anything after you graduate. Oh, that's smart. He said, if you go to Austin P, he said, and that old coach there, he called Coach Luke, said, oh, coach <laughs> there. He said, doesn't say much in the recruitment. He said, but don't listen to what he says. Listen to what he does. Yeah. He said, these other coaches are telling you everything they can do for you, but they don't even have a former player on their staff. Well, and it says a lot, too, that a former player would want to come back and be a part of that team. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that's a great point that you make. Uh-huh. And the other thing he left me with, he said, if you go to Austin P, he said, when you become my age, you will have an opportunity to be the head coach there one day. Dad has prophecy. What? That's a true story. Really? Wow. It's wow. a true story. I'm going to write a book on it. Well, I think that, too, and, and I don't know your dad, but, you know, like your dad probably knows you. He knew you're a good player, but there's a you know a little bit more to being a coach than being a good player. And he probably saw that leadership ability in he you did. and knew that you that someday your basketball career was going to be over, but that other piece was going to kick in at that point. I think in his heart and his mind, he always knew that I would be a coach in some capacity. I never had the um, I never had the dream of being an NBA player. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to be a coach even when I was a kid. When I was in the shower as a kid, you know, when you get the perspiration on the shower yeah. walls, I would try to draw plays up on the shower walls. I love that. Wow. So, you know, I've always thought that one day that hopefully I will be fortunate enough just to be in some capacity of coaching to help and empower young men. So now where did you grow up at? So I grew up in the boot hill of Missouri. Okay. I'm a small town country boy. Hey, I grew up not far from there. Where? Where'd you grow up at? Sykeston, Missouri. Pocahontas Arkansas. Are you kidding me? No, we're not far from each other. I go through Saxton there to my going home. Home of throat rolls. Lambert's Cafe? Yes, it sure is. I know exactly where you're at. Yeah, I'm a small town girl too. It's a small world. It is. Well, it's, it's, you know, the thing about it, even though, you know, you think the Boot Hill, Missouri, when he said that, I knew exactly because Mm. I grew up in a dry county. We had to drive to Missouri to buy alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, so there there is that, you know, it's just, just different than growing up in a city. It is. And uh, that's one thing about Clarksville. Clarksville is is really growing, Mm -hmm. um, but it still has a small town feel at the end of the day. I I say that about Clarksville. Yes. It's the biggest small town you'll ever live in. You you hit the nail on the head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can still go into a restaurant and see people and say hello. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And it's supportive. And yeah. Yeah. And it's thriving. So your dad, what does he think of you now? 
you know, we don't talk about it much now. I think he's kind of sitting back like, mm-hmm. Told you. I told <laughs> right. you. But he has not told me that yet, though, right? Mm-hmm. But he does like to call about recruitment. You know, he wants to know, like, okay, who are we on now? And he uses that I word, we it. now. Uh-huh. Who, who, Y'all are a team. Oh, who, who, who we on right now? He's so proud of you, you isn't know, he? You um, know, shoot me a video so I can check him out for you. So, uh-huh. you know, I make sure I appease him in that sense. But he knows what he's talking about, and he knows a good talent. But he looks into the mind and the heart of a of a player kind of like we do. Mm-hmm. And um, I was telling uh, somebody that earlier in that when we dive into a person, it's not really about the physical attributes. It's more about their mindset and their upbringing. And that's how we fit the pieces to the puzzle. You know, I was literally having this conversation earlier because, you know, and, and that's the heart determines what you do when times get tough. And as a player, you're going to have a bad week or bad game, but are you going to go home and slink and feel sorry for yourself? Or are you going to go to the court and figure out how to be better and make, you know? That's it. Yeah. You know, and, and what we're not going to do, people always say, hey, what, what, what are you looking for in recruitment, right? And I always tell them this. I said, what we're not going to do is, is that we're not going to take the wrong player, mm-hmm. okay? When you take the wrong player, okay, they beat you every day behind closed doors, yeah. Okay. If you go after the right guy, okay, even if you don't get him and say he goes in conference play, mm-hmm. you only play him twice a year. Mm-hmm. You still got to play 28 other games. Mm-hmm. But you just can't take the wrong one and they beat you every day. I get that. I get that from like managing this place. You can have the most talented person with the worst attitude or the not the best player, but the best attitude that contributes more. And right. Then you got something. Yeah. Well, I hear, I feel that. Yeah, how how do you discern that, Coach? Because you know, in in the in the grown up world, when someone interviews for a job, they tell you everything. Ryan's needing some coaching, Coach. Right, He's right. Need, looking for some coaching. I need some coaching he advice is. right All now. Right, come on, he is. But no, you know, I would think with ball players too, you are getting the highlight reel, right? Mm-hmm. And you are getting the best possible person they can be because they want to play Division One <clears throat> college basketball. Mm-hmm. How do you? discern what th- that player is really the heart of like, a player. the heart yes. of that player. That's a great question. We, we all have a spirit of discernment, mm-hmm. but we don't always follow it. That's so true. And, and, and so we have to make sure that we really pay attention to ourselves. We have to know what we are in alignment with. We have to know what makes us equally yoked. Okay, we don't take a player in our program that's not equally yoked into what we do for any circumstance, no matter how talented they may be physically. If they're not equally yoked with us and they're not about servanthood, brotherhood and unconditional love, they can't come be a gov. Wow. But um, and I, I, I know the answer, but, you know, they're going to tell you that they are. So you have to really kind of discern what kind of feelings you have about that person because you know when you jive with someone and you don't like within the like you and I hit it off like the first 30 seconds right. you kind of know mm. and I think when you ignore that feeling is when you make mistakes that's when we make mistakes mm-hmm. we're, and we're transparent on the front end when we're recruiting we're very transparent and we let the families know we let the young men know what we are about and then they have to make decisions whether or not it's for them we were recruiting somebody and uh, we talked about servanthood. 
mm-hmm. being a creed that we live by. And we talked about how we get out in the community. At the last university we coached at, we did over a thousand hours of community service and from June up until November. Mm-hmm. A thousand hours, which is a lot. That's a lot. Okay. And we shared that with the young man and his family. And they said, well, we don't know if we want our son doing community service like that. And I said, well, this is not the place for you all. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to serve the community, then you can't come be a governor. Now, if you do want to serve, then this might be the place for you. But mm-hmm. you can't have one without the other. You can't play here and not want to serve. We could be a part of your community. If the community is going to be a part of you. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's the key. Mm-hmm. We're not asking the community for anything. The only thing we're asking the community to do for us is just open up the door and let us come in and serve you and just meet the govs, meet the new incoming govs, meet the returning govs, mm-hmm. meet the staff and let us put some love on you. And then maybe you might want to reciprocate it. Fair exchange, no robbery is what we call it. Well, and everybody who's really gone out and served knows that, you know, it might be work, but there's something that fills your heart in serving others. It it, 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 it fuels something inside of you. Yeah. Um, it's one thing about being successful. It's so easy to be successful. You know, I, I've never opened up a book that tried to breathe success into me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Life is about a legacy and you can't have a legacy unless you're trying to serve somebody else. There is some good words right there. There's some good words. Mike Huckabee wrote a book about that, Leaving a Legacy. I need to read it. And it was all about serving others, that the legacy you leave isn't the money or the things. It's the seeds that you plant in other people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Once you leave a legacy, that's when you become significant in life. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's that's how you're remembered. How are you going to be remembered? Mm-hmm. So for a lot of basketball players, I'm sure they're shocked when they're talking to, you know, oh, my, the coach from Austin P is going to come talk to me about playing for the Govs. And I'm sure they're thinking you're going to say, uh, I'm all interested in what your stats are, what's your offseason training, all that stuff. And you come at them and say, uh, here's the deal. If you want to be a Gov, we're going to serve the community. That's correct. And that's important. Mm-hmm. That's I'm, I'm sure they're not hearing that very often. I can't tell you because I'm not on the other side of those conversations they have in the recruitment process. But I can tell you this. We do not deviate from that. Like we 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 live by it. Mm -hmm. And the guys that are that we have coached in the past, they know that. But I'm going to tell you when coaching gets fun is that when all the guys on your roster are extensions of you and what you preach and what you breathe they also breathe it and preach it. That's when it gets fun. And that's when the community service gets even better because we can go out there and they're like missiles and they are really serious about this unconditional love. When these guys get here June one and when we go out in the community, this community is going to see something now we have. These are not kids. These are young men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. OK. They really want to give back to the community. OK. They're just changing zip codes, but their values are intact. Anytime we take a post somewhere else, our priorities may change a little bit, but our values remain the same. What are some of the community service that is important to you? Well, we have to get back to the kids. Yeah. Okay, the kids in this community are the ones that's going to be the life of the community long after we're gone. And that need that. Yes, Yes. they need it. And they need to be able to see somebody like them. Okay, that kid has to look at the roster and say, okay, I can relate to this young man or Mm -hmm. that young man. It's different for each kid. Okay, and then they need to see that governor humble himself. 
Okay. Because they look at him as a superstar. Correct. Yeah. But we want our guys to be humble as well as the staff to be able to go in there and say, hey, look, I'm your brother. Mm -hmm. I'm your big brother. Okay. If you need something from me, I'm here for you. That can empower a young man or a young lady. And so often, you know, we talk about basketball camps and we try to promote our camp and everything that we're having. But what we did at our previous post is that we went out into certain parts of the community and we did free camps Mm -hmm. because every kid can't afford to come to camp. See, I love that. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Every kid can't afford to come to a basketball game. They can't get there even. They They physically can't get there. So we have to go to them. Mm-hmm. And let them know, like, you're, you're not beneath us. OK, we came from where we came from the situation that you're in now. Mm-hmm. But we are here for you. And we're your big brother. Oh, I love that. You know, these young these youngins the, these days, I mean, they have so much more stress and anxiety and things to worry about than we did. I mean, with social media, I mean, broken homes. I mean, there's just mm-hmm. so much anxiety on these youngins. And I love that you guys can go out and. Plant those seeds because there might be one person. It's that butterfly effect. There might be one child there that thought that maybe he, d- he didn't feel wor- worth it. That's right. But someone invested in him and he might go on to be the next NBA star. That's what matters. Uh-huh. I love that. Well, and it's so powerful what you're talking about, about servanthood, brotherhood, and unconditional love. You got it. Those are three things that society tells us are not important. Mm-hmm. We've got social media that basically says the most important person on the face of the earth is you. Mm-hmm. And everything oh, wow, that true. you do matters more than anything else anyone else does. How do you, you you talked about the servanthood Mm -hmm. and that lays the groundwork for the other things, but the brotherhood and the unconditional love, how do you coach unconditional love in a time when that is seen by many people as weakness? You know, that question was asked to me. So I had to speak at a group um, in Louisiana and there was a business owner in there. Mm-hmm. And I asked if anybody had questions. And he said, uh, he said, Coach, he said, I like all of it. He said, but how do you get the guys on your roster to compete against each other on a daily basis if they have unconditional love for each other? He said, I don't get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I looked at him and I smiled. I said, you're missing something. He said, what's that? I said, well, iron sharpens iron. When you have unconditional love for somebody, you give them your best on a daily basis Mm. because you want them to become better and they give you their best so you can become better. And iron sharpens iron. I said, that's what unconditional love is all about. It's about not looking at it as um, a negative thing, but I'm making you better. You're making me better. We can compete on the court but absolutely like right now you guys are giving me your best right now i'm trying to give you my best all we can do is try to bring it together Mm -hmm. and make each other better while we're on this show right now yep well so you've come to clarksville i was excited when i heard you were coming because of your history it kind of feels like this is going to be your home right so do you have a family and kids in school i mean are you planting roots in clarksville you're going to stay here with us aren't you you know, my, my roots have always stayed here in Clarksville, uh-huh. you know, so Clarksville will always be in my heart. 
um, the P will always be in my blood. No matter where I've lived, every time I've nicked myself, I've, I've bled red. You've yelled, let's go pee a hundred times. <laughs> I have. <laughs> you know, you got to tell the story about you the know? hat. So, so when I left here in 2005, yeah. when I completed grad school, I went to coach at Virginia State University with Tony Collins, who was an assistant here for 17 years mm-hmm. uh, with Dave Luce. Well, that speaks a lot about you again. Well, I mean, thank you. Yeah. And I was so proud on weekends when I wasn't, you know, coaching at the university per se, I would put my Austin P stuff on. So one day I went in my, my drawer and I pulled out my Let's Go P hat. And I was so proud to wear that hat when I played here. Mm-hmm. And I was proud to wear it in Virginia. Okay. Uh-huh. But I didn't realize is that, you know, I'm in Virginia. I'm not in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So I, I went to Walmart and I had that Let's Go P hat on. And this lady kept staring at me with a scowl. Mm-hmm. And finally she got <laughs> close enough and she said, you are just disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't realize that Let's Go P was the slogan of Yeah, well, a lot of people Austin don't P. if you're not from here. Yeah, I'm telling you. So we got to get it out there. Did you explain it to her? I did. I said, I said, ma'am, I said, ma'am, this is the slogan of my alma mater. And she said, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she just thought you were, yeah, that, why? Why are you right. wearing, yeah. Right. But if you're not here, I remember when I first moved here and I heard that slogan, I'm like, really? Like, who would come up with that? But once you kind of get it in your blood, you're like, I kind of like it. It's yeah. quirky. It's different. It it's, is. Yeah. It's catchy, too. No other college can say that they have that slogan. They can. Uh-uh. Let's well, go pee. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. You'll know this because I, I, I have a feeling that we're going to see great success with you at Austin Thank P. you. Um, when you go to the tournament, the yeah. big dance, which yes, you sir. will. Yes, sir. Th- th- everybody talks about that. That's like the one thing. So, like, you'll see all over ESPN, like, Austin P, the school with the most unusual chant, has made the NCAA tournament. And you'll get asked about that over and over and over again. Just that iconic cheer. I think the greatest cheer in all of college sports. You can't, can't confuse it with anything else. You can. I mean, they used to say the fly is open. Let's go. Pin. That's right. That's I right. think everybody who moves to Clarksville <laughs> should go to a game and just yell let's go pee one time. Just experience it. They should. Mm-hmm. Just yell it out. Mm-hmm. My daughter wakes up every morning. She's two years. Baby Frankie is two years old. And every morning she wake up, she said, Dad, Dad, let's go pee. I love it. <laughs> so she's two. She's you got two. your hands full. Yeah. Hey, there are no such thing as terrible twos. It's the threes. It's it's coming. It's the threes, huh? Mm-hmm. She has me wrapped around her finger. Would you believe that? I love that name, Frankie. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. She's yeah. already defending. Well, oh, hey, what? she's got to represent. Yeah, yeah. Right? She can defensive slide right now. Um, That's, that's two, awesome. I love <laughs> it. That's pretty impressive. Hey, let me tell you, my, you know, I, I am such a new fan of yours. And I love everything you're saying. I can relate to it, but I am probably the least athletic person you've ever met in high school. um, True story. I wanted to play basketball because all my friends were. I just want to hang out with my friends. The coach came up to me and said, because I graduated back in the 80s when you, to be a cheerleader, you just had to be really loud and do the splits. (laughs) And seriously, maybe a cartwheel and a round off. I swear to God, the coach came up to me and said, Katie, I think you just need to go try to be a cheerleader. <laughs> and so that was the end of my basketball career. Oh. I said, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, um, I was speaking to Larry Carroll the other day. Um, he's a alum of Austin mm-hmm. P. He's a financial advisor. Yeah. And he spoke about everybody has to tap into their own unique ability. Mm-hmm. And those are things that you can do better than anybody else. That resonated with me when he told me that the other day. Well, you, you, if you, if you work where you're good, you're going to thrive. If we try mm-hmm. to work where we're not good, we're not. And everybody, the, the key is figuring out where your talents really That's are. It. 
Yeah, mine was not on the basketball court, but I'm really loud, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> well, that's a talent. I guess, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, let's talk about the moment you get a call. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about it. Austin P is in your blood. You had a woman scowl at you at Walmart for your Let's Go P hat. Um, the moment you get a call from Gerald Harrison about he'd like to speak with you about the head coaching position at Austin P. What did that yes. feel like for you? It was a it was a special moment, and I really didn't know how to receive it, to be quite honest mm-hmm. with you, right? But uh, so the way that it works is that Gerald and administration hired a search firm. Mm-hmm. And so they have the search firm to put a filler out first, okay? And then the search firm will reach out via text or by call, okay? And so the search firm reached out, and... Um, and they said, hey, would you like to communicate about the job at Austin P? And I said, well, we'll have to talk when when the postseason is finished for us. Right. And he said, OK, I respect that. Mm-hmm. And then once we finished playing, the search firm reached out and then they gave Gerald the OK to make the call. And uh, Gerald was very polite and generous in making that call. And I'm very thankful that he did. But I'm going to tell you something about old Gerald Harrison now. Now, you got to give me a little time on this. this okay. Th- this is very good. Uh-huh. Okay. Gerald is a gangster, okay? He mm-hmm. is. I, gangster, I think the world of him. A good gangster, right? Uh-huh. I love Gerald. I'm going to tell you why he's a gangster. Mm-hmm. Gerald is a great chess player in life. Mm-hmm. At Northwestern State, I had three security Okay, and they know my guest. They know who's coming to the game, et cetera. I'll have security here, too. We we need it for various reasons. Well, you have to bring me back next time so you know why we have security. (laughs) So my security came to me while we're having a film session at our hotel. Mm -hmm. And they said, hey, Gil, one one of your boys in town? I said, "Uh, you know my guest list. They said, well, there's a guy out there in the hallway with a big Austin P hat on. I said, what? <laughs> I said, now, you know who my guests are. I said, you know the character coach. You know my this partner, that partner. He said, nah, it's not them. I said, I don't know who it is. Okay. So Gerald flew to Louisiana, unbeknownst to me. Mm-hmm. But he didn't know I had security. So at the game, at the semifinal game, Gerald sat in the middle of the stands just to watch. Just to watch. I, I didn't even know he was there. In his Austin P. hat. Yeah. Now, so he wasn't incognito, though. <laughs> Gerald can't be incognito. No. He's athletic <laughs> director of Austin P. True, true. Right. right. But I give him two thumbs up for making a bold statement like that. And while I was coaching, going into a media timeout, I actually saw him sitting in the middle of the stands. Because you can't miss the red. You can't miss in the, the red. Mis- yeah. You can't miss the red. Oh, right. I love that. Gerald, he just wow. wanted to be this this spot out there so that you had to think about it and be on your radar. He had to, had to think about it and be on the radar. And then he had to come pay attention to see what this former gov and alum was doing out there in uh, Louisiana. That is gangster, and I love That's it. That's gangster. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love that. Go, so, Gerald. Yeah, the the interview process. So, you know, Gerald tries to sneak into the into the back room. He's told no by your security. Sorry, sir, your name's not on the <laughs> did list. Did he really try to sneak in? <laughs> well, he didn't try to sneak. But, well, what he did was he basically, I can't say sneaking into Louisiana, but he came to Louisiana unbeknownst to any of yeah. us at the conference tournament. Okay. So that within itself is a bold statement. Mm-hmm. Interview process. Oh, he was bound and determined oh, to get yeah. your attention. Oh, Yeah. For Good sure. for Gerald. He wasn't wearing just like a, a plain red cap. He had Austin P on it. 
Do you know what I love about that, though? I mean, he is the athletic director of Austin P. Correct. He could have so easily sent an assistant down there to do that he or could something. Have. He could have, but he didn't. He did it himself because it was that important to him that he hire the right person. That's called gangster. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. He has a staff. He could have sent someone, but he did it. You're but, right. Yeah, I respect that. Mm-hmm. How did the interview process go for you? Well, so after speaking to Gerald and the search firm, um, we decided that it would be best to to fly into um, Clarksville mm-hmm. and see the the new arrangements, F&M Bank Arena and downtown and the new administration. So that within itself was a blessing to be able to see what uh, me and my family and staff will be getting into and what they will be getting into. Um, but the, the other side to that, um, I'll tell you this. So after the press conference, I haven't shared this with many people either, but Gerald and I laugh about this. So after the press conference, okay, um, they flew me back on a private charter. Mm-hmm. And um, I met the person who extended the private charter. And uh, he was pretty proud and we're very thankful that he mm-hmm. lended that to us. But when we landed, my wife got out with baby Frankie and she said, baby, she said, Natchitoches look different. <laughs> and so I got out. I said, I looked around. I said, we're not in Natchitoches. We're in Nacogdoches. <laughs> so, so they flew you back to Texas. <laughs> they flew us back to Texas. Oh, no. So, so we had <laughs> so we had to get back on the flight and go to Natchitoches. It's, it's very easy to mix the two up. Oh, that's great. Oh, my word. How far are they apart? Yeah, how well, long of a flight? Well, well, by flight, I mean, you can get up and down in a matter of, you know, yeah. minutes, you know, on the flight. But but uh, we were in Nacogdoches, Texas. That's uh, wonderful. <laughs> Your wife's like, do we have another interview you didn't talk like, about? Right. Did you move us? That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So t- you mentioned f Bank Arena. That's exciting. You get to be the first coach, first team in there. Well, this is not about me. We we get to be the first community yes. to go in f and Bank Arena. Like, we, we have to do this together. Mm-hmm. If it's about me, it won't work. I love that. I agree with that. But if it's if we keep it about us and everybody gets on one accord, we can really do something special right away. I think that I agree with that. That whole event center, there, it's gonna it's gonna change the face of this community. Yes. It's gonna change the future. It's gonna. I mean, we're gonna mm-hmm. have a lot of things. Eric Church was in town yesterday. Right. You know, it's 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 gonna be amazing. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Big things are coming. A lot, a lot of avenues, you know, basketball. I can't wait to co-watch you, Coach. Yeah. I just love your energy. Like, I I literally can't wait. Like, I'm excited about it. Well, we need you. Like, we need you. You got but me. We know she's loud, so she'll be able, you'll be able yeah. to hear her say, let's You'll go hear go me. Oh, yeah. And how about we do this? Uh-huh. How about we pick a game this year where you come and be a coach for the day? I would love that. that. How fun is that? Yes. Let's do it. We'll pick a game. uh, Get with Layden Kentwell, the director of basketball operations. You do know I got, like, I was asked not to play basketball. You remember that story, (laughs) right? But you said you have the loudest voice. I'm very loud. We need that voice. And you come, we'll choose a game when your schedule is free, and you be the coach for the day, and you go through pregame and and the whole night. It's on. It's on. Can we do it? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go buy a new, like, coaching outfit for it. We need to get you a red blazer. We need to get you. Oh, I'm going to. Uh It's on. 
Red I, hey, I promise. Give me on the calendar. It's gonna be fun. All right. Let's, are you kids, coming to coach with her? Or? I, I'll do it. Oh. I'm in. My kids are gonna be like, oh no, no, you're not letting my mom on the court, are you? <laughs> I have teenage boys, so they'll understand the significance. They will love it. They'll, oh, they'll, love they'll it. speak to this to the end of time. Yeah, it, it, I, I'm, it's on. I can't wait. That's it. gonna be fun. Thank let's you for it. that invitation. I get to be your assistant coach. You're my assistant coach right now. I know. This is gonna be great. <laughs> this is gonna be fantastic. Hey, you're a good team already. We're a good team already. Yeah. Did you get your red blazer yet? I have my red blazer. Yes. Yeah, wore it at the press conference. Yeah, it's good. Ryan, we got to get red blazers now, too. I know. I got to go to Dillard's and order my red blazer. It's like, you got the Austin P fabric? Yes, we do, sir. Right this way. We'll get you a Govs jacket. Hey, did you know that Ryan is the voice inside the stadium for football games? I do the no, first time. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, do it. Do it. Do, it. do a first down. Do it. More third downs, more of my thing. I, I always will say, like, because, you know, Gerald, and I've, I've told Gerald, I said, do you want me to tone it down? He goes, no, no, I love it. Just keep going where you're going. Because you're not going to recognize right. him. Yeah, you will now when you hear it. And but. so, like, if, it's, if, it's, if the Govs are on defense and the, the offense is at third down, I'll go, uh, all right, Govs fans, get on your feet. It's third down. My, my, my. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Great job. Yeah, Fantastic. right? Thank you. Yeah, Thank it's you. his little hidden secret. Yes, you know. I was there when I was like, is that Ryan? Yeah. Yes, that is Ryan's voice. And I was like, Gerald, do you want less? No, 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 no. More, more, more. You know so. it's got to hurt his voice after yes, a while. Too. Nah, it's, it's natural. I just, it's a little gift that I have. You know, you talked earlier about the gifts that we all have, and that's that's my gift is to make my voice go, and it doesn't hurt. You can growl a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I can growl. It's, it's okay. Um, uh, Coach, there had to have been a moment, because you have this connection to Clarksville, this connection to Austin P. Uh, you, you know, you, you shared the stories. There had to have been a moment when you hang up the phone mm-hmm. with Gerald Harrison, however, however, he offered you the job mm-hmm. where it was like i can't believe this is like this is this is it this is it what was that moment like when you hung up the phone with gerald after getting offered the job to coach austin p your dad foretold this mm-hmm. years ago what was mm-hmm. that moment like so many different emotions okay i'm a i'm a transparent person mm-hmm. there were so many different emotions when that call came right because um you know, I know Nate James, right? Mm-hmm. And so we coach, yes, but we have families too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I, I have to be cognizant and have empathy for my brother in the profession. Yeah. And then you have to say, okay, well, Northwestern State. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? We, we made so many inroads down there, I call it the swamp, and I say that in a generous way. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of catchy. Yeah. Down that swamp, we met so many great people, generous people, loving people that felt some type of way mm-hmm. by us potentially leaving and, and uprooting um, that situation. So it was like, my brother in the profession has to move on. We're leaving behind some brothers and sisters. And we got to leave behind some players that we were able to groom and help cultivate into our philosophies. Mm-hmm. So, so many mixed emotions played a part in the decision making. Um, but what I can tell you is we're going to have some people come from that swamp this year to to be at the game opener. Really? Absolutely. I love that. That shows the relationships, how strong they were that you made there and I have no doubt that you're going to make some relationships here that are just as strong as well 
because, you know, I, I, I moved here from somewhere else with small kids as well. And, you know, you kind of make that family for your kids. Yes. Yes. You know? And thanks so much for that positive energy and vibe. And, and you know, um, you know, energy is so electric and um, it connects the dots. And so um, as long as we have that type of energy that you all are sharing today, mm-hmm. you know, um, I just want to get my hands on little Frankie. I bet she is the cutest little thing. She's saying let's go pee at two. That's great. I know. Oh, she can say it at two now. And <laughs> and she can put the monocle. She can do that. Oh. Yeah. And every time we drive in town, if so, I know every place in town, every road in town that has a governor somewhere. Because when we're riding, there's a governor. So like she knows the governor. Mm-hmm. And but, she can say governor. Oh, she can say it at two. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. She can do it. My son, when he was that age, age it was, you know, those things that you put in front of businesses that flop around. Noodle man. He would be oh. like, they're silly. And I don't know why he named it silly, but we were talking about that the other day. Remember those silly? I was like, yes. It's amazing what resonates with kids. I know. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Absolutely. It, it's fine. Two's a fun age. And every every age, mine are now 17 and 14. Every age between now and then is just as good. I mean, they'll get an age at four when they are telling you these tall stories and then they're starting kindergarten. You're crying going, oh my gosh, I goes my baby. All of them are just as amaz- amazing. And then at some point, you'll be taking Frankie on a college visit. Oh, oh like I did. Yeah. It's coming. I can't imagine that. It's going to happen. Yeah, let me get her out of the potty watch first. Okay, well, yeah, okay, that, that's good. We won't, we won't go too far. Yeah, potty <laughs> watch. <laughs> but everybody, everybody will tell you, they're like, they'll say, you know, Coach, Corey, um, <laughs> kids do grow up fast. I mean, like, ah, they don't grow up fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are you talking they about? Do. And then the next thing you know, you're right, you're going to be walking. You're going to be, you're going to be lugging this, this dorm fridge up three flights of stairs because the elevator doesn't work. And you'd be like, wait a minute, she was just two years old. Man. And now I'm bringing this fridge up three flights of stairs. That's scary. <laughs> that coming. is so scary. I bet she's the cutest thing in the world. I'll show you a picture of well, her. Well, I mean, her name is just cute, too. Frankie. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her great aunt was named Frankie. Oh, I love it even more now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was named after, my name's Katie Leanna. I was named after my great-grandmother Katie and my great-grandmother Leanna. That's special. Isn't that special? That is special. Mm-hmm. My name is not so special because the only reason I'm named Ryan is because my mom couldn't figure out what to name me when she was expecting, but the neighbor was also expecting, and she wanted to name her son Ryan after the actor Ryan O'Neill. Really? And my mom was like, I love that name. Oh, why didn't I think of that? And she's like, well, I can't call him Ryan now because the neighbor's going to be Ryan. They moved. My mom was like, oh, well, guess what? They're gone now. Name's mine. Well, how about that? (laughs) That's awesome. Well, Coach, is there anything that you want to share with our listeners or with the community before we close? Just just understand that this is about us Mm -hmm. as a community. Okay, it's it's not about me. It's, It's not about any player that we recruit on the roster. This is about Clarksville, Tennessee has to rally around this, has to rally around athletics, has to rally around being a governor. Because as Austin P. Athletic thrives, the community thrives, mm-hmm. right? And if we want admissions to thrive, what, what better way to do it than through sport and free earned media? Right. Right. That helps the community thrive once again. So this is a partnership between all of us. And I believe right now, I think we're all equally yoked. And I think we all have the right mindset to make sure that we see this through. And just remember that energy is infectious. So it is. bring that fo- positive energy to the uh, games and the players are going to feel that as well. 
That's the key. Mm-hmm. That's the key. Because you can't trick these young men and these young these young women nowadays. You can't trick them, uh-uh. you know, and you have to show them on the front end, okay, that we're not rallying around them just because we win a game, mm-hmm. okay? We have to rally around them before a game even starts. And the real game is the game of life anyway. Mm-hmm. I think the only way to end this interview is with the best chant in all of college sports. Are you ready, Katie? I'm ready. Coach, you ready? Let's do it. We'll do it on three. One, two, three. Let's Let's go go pee! Subscribe to Clarksville's Conversation wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on a single conversation.